You're listening to the Melbourne Lights Church Midweek Extra. Well, hello everybody. It's good to be back. Here we are in the house again, Mr. Zanato. Hello, hello. Yes, good to be here. We kicked off our, our podcasts again for the year. Fantastic. March, we're three months in, but that's okay. My goodness, the, the time is going so fast. Time has gone so fast and we, we have had a lot happening a busy start to the year. Good Lots things happening. Great things for happening. The and some COVID cases, which also <laughs> sort of set us back. Slowed but that's us all fine. down a little bit. It's okay. The kingdom's still advancing and we are super excited. So, welcome back, everybody. It's so great to have you join us. We are continuing with a new series at Melbourne Lights Church called The Church That Jesus Is Building. And it's a very exciting one. We, we've been super excited at what God is speaking and doing and how the Holy Spirit's shifting us and yeah. uh, making us into the, the image of Jesus, a church that exists for his glory and only his glory. Amen. So good. So we can't do it without the Holy Spirit, can we? If we're going to be the church that Jesus is building, we cannot do this without the Holy Spirit. And he is the promise of the Father, the wonderful, beautiful Holy Spirit. We love him. We make room for him. We're learning how to steward what he does more and more each week, aren't we? He's moving more and more, yeah. and I love that. Uh, this is how we get to be so full of him so that we can fulfill the mission he's called us to. That's and right. Jesus has um, given us a mission. He's given us all authority that he has. And so he says, go, therefore. And that's what we're doing. I love it. It's really exciting. The church that Jesus is building is a church full of sons and daughters, isn't it? Sons and daughters who, who know their place, who are radical and fearless, who are real and raw, authentic and vulnerable. A church that knows its identity and authority. A church that stands on the infallible word yep. of God. Um, a church that exists to glorify him. A church that releases on earth as it is in heaven. A church where the lost, hurting and broken are found, saved and restored. A church where the lonely find family. And I love seeing the lonely come in and find family with us. A church where everyone has their place at the table. A church that equips, releases warriors, dread champions that make demons tremble, releases heaven into their everywhere. A church that looks and sounds like Jesus. And for today, for today's um, session, I've got the amazing, wonderful, glorious... Yay, glorious. Pastor, prophet, apostolic <laughs> father, Paul Zanato. Yay, um, yeah, it's amazing. I, I love sitting with you. I love chatting with you. I love hearing just the journey, the history you have with God, not just the gift you are, but the history you've walked with Amen. God and what you've seen. And, and, and just, yeah, you have so much that you, you just impart to us every time we chat with you. So you're going to be in for a treat today, everyone. And today we're going to actually talk about, just really felt prompted to speak about uh, what it looks like to see a church or a people in revival. Oy, what does that One of that my favourite like? topics. Yeah, that's why I had to do this with you. <laughs> it had to be you. And I know you've walked through some amazing moves of God, and yeah. there's more that's coming. And so I'm excited. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I love it. One of my favourite things that, that I've taken from Ben Hughes and Pour It Out Ministries, and yep. I use it all the time what now. What a great is, guy. Yeah, he's such a great guy. We honour um, Ben and Jody. Yep. We love them, and we champion yep. what they're, they're bringing revival into the nations. But he says this, when revival breaks out, Jesus gets really real. I love that. It's so true. So, Paul, let's start with the basics. Like, yes. What is revival and why Why do we talk about revival and, and value revival? Yeah. I've just... Uh, I've just picked this up the other day. I think historical revival, um, and I was just reading in preparation for today, just the amount of pockets of revival we've had in Australia. 
let alone the Great Awakenings, you know, the Whitfields and Charles Finney and all this. But in yes. Australia, in the um, not in, in the eighteen hundreds, we had seventy pockets of revival. Wow! And then we had Tory come in nineteen o two in Melbourne. Every second home in Melbourne in nineteen o two was witnessed through the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on! All of these um, and historical revivals for me all have this in common. It's a hunger. There must be more God. Yeah. So it starts with these prayer meetings with people yes. laying down. There must be more. And so this um, unsatisfaction with just attending church yeah. rather than becoming a church that is alive and that it kind of models or replicates something that happened in the book of Acts. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it starts with prayer. And then there's this, this kind of almost um, drivenness for more of the person of the Holy Spirit which we're seeing again now. So it's not just signs and wonders, but it's just this, this sense of consecration once again for yes. the Holy Spirit. Just, would you come? Would you come? Would you come? That was our experience in when we were at Randwick Baptist Church wow. in 1994. Yep, yep. Uh, the elders, before we arrived, so we arrived uh, three weeks after Toronto Blessing erupted. Yes. Uh, and they just said, you know, because they had been touched by John Wimber, yeah. the John Wimber conference. So they had already tasted something of the goodness of the Lord. So they started praying and they said, there must be more mm. than just doing church. And then the fullness of the Holy Spirit came and they, they eagerly desired. They, they were thirsty and hungry. So prayer, a desire for the Holy Spirit. And then there's this consecration of hearts. Yeah, wow. We will not play with the things of the world because the Holy Spirit yes. won't allow himself to be prostituted with yeah. let foot in the world, foot in this. Holy. And so there's this it's holiness. It's holy, yes. So he's yeah. the only one in the Trinity so called the Holy One, yes. Holy Spirit. And so holiness, prayer, a revival. And then there's this lay down of agendas for the one another's. Yeah, well. For, hey, we want to be a real team. Multi-generational yeah. stuff you preached on Sunday. Um, and then from there, it transforms community. So for me, these are some of the elements that we saw, certainly historically, under, you know, Jonathan Edwards and all these people. There was a radical return to the person of Jesus, the presence of the Holy Spirit, consecration, but prayer undergirthed everything. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. So so you got to see some of that in action. Like you yes. saw the whole the whole, you know, hunger and crying out for you taste a bit and you know there's more. So yeah. then, so what did that look like? Uh, say maybe in one of those churches that you yeah. Yeah, what did it look like when he, he came what you were crying out for suddenly, you know, broke out? It was incredible. In, in you know, it was incredible. I mean I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. Uh, on, on, on the Harbour Bridge years before. Wow. But I had never witnessed, you know, such a desperate desire for the Holy Spirit in, 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 in Randwick Baptist yes. when we were there. I came Incredible. from a conservative brethren, yep. got baptised with the Holy Spirit, went to a Baptist church. Wow. We experienced three years before in that Baptist yeah. church pockets of that. And sadly, that was shut down. Right. No yes. disrespect to the denomination, yeah. loved them. But they weren't just ready. Yep. I mean, we were getting maybe 200 people on a mm. Wednesday night. So when we then uh -huh. went to Renwick Baptist, this thing erupted, erupted. Um, and we kind of, at the beginning, you don't know what to do with this. Yes. It affects uh, all families, from the oldest to the youngest. Kids were weeping. Uh, so there was weeping of repentance. Yeah. There was joy. There was so much laughter in, in 
what's called the, the, you know, the laughing revival, yes, uh, yes. was radical healings. Radical healing. I saw, I remember still seeing uh, somebody with a massive tumor on their throat shrivel up in front of our eyes. Wow. On a Sunday morning. Wow. On a Sunday morning. Just, we went. More of that, Lord. And then, and then you know, obviously there were, you know, there was the gold teeth and there was yes, the feathers, uh, the, the joy. Uh, but we saw criminals, hardened criminals, walk off the street because where we were was right near Long Bay Jail. Get out of prison. On the way to where wherever they go, they had to stop to come to our church. They didn't, didn't even know why. Didn't know why. And it, it's yes. just like a magnet, and people yes. came. And so it ended up being for four and a half years, Gabby, uh, meeting six nights a week. So busloads. I mean, we, we the police were there. Everybody was there, oh. and a lot of people rejected that because yeah. they couldn't understand it. When you're in it, you go, you pray for something, and then when you're in, it says, surely this can't be it. Yes. But it was. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and, and then the fruit of that fruit, exactly. was that we saw a heart for the nations. Yep. A heart for the nations. We saw, I mean, we saw radical salvations, discipleship, deliverance, miracles, signs and wonders. Our businesses in Randwick, they, they all testified that their profit went up by a hundred percent. Wow! One because so many people came yes. in, but because there was such, they couldn't understand yeah, the yeah. pub. Even yeah. the local pub said, "We've never made so much profit. Amazing. We're so glad that the church is next to us." <laughs> and uh, nice. it was not that we were looking for the pub to prosper, Incredible. but they said that even people who walked into the pub had a the different overflow, isn't it? Just they went there just to get drunk. Everyone. They were there for community, Amazing. and because they could hear the worship from yes. every night was stronger than the worship in, than the music in the yes. pub. Incredible. And so it was complete was a complete package, Gabby, you yeah. know, of four and a half, five years yep. of what I would call pure joy of the Lord. Wow. So it was incredible. And times. is there a grace like how do you sustain or how do you keep doing six nights a week, you know? You know, I there was such a it was incredible. Um, you know, we did have one day off, but there was such grace. I mean, when Monica and I joined there, we had our boys were, I think, two in six months. You know, Very so, young. and there were so many young families. And uh, I was meant to start two days a week. I got employed full time straight away. <laughs> but there was a grace to do it. And an excitement. And, and an excitement a... yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then we had in our homes uh, so many of, of what we would call the Toronto Blessing Revivalist. Yes. And so... We, we were having babies in our home, these people in our home, but there was such, it, the Holy Spirit, there was just a love to be together, you know, to eat together, you know, yeah. and yeah. there was, it was, there was an ease in the anointing, you know, it was a, just a, a wonderful time, and yeah. this is what we pray that God would do right now again. Come so. on, and I hope, um, even as you're listening, you're getting stirred and hungry for the more. It yeah. starts, like Paul said, yeah. with a hunger. Yeah. And God, I always say, God will meet you at your hunger. If yeah. we individually and then collectively begin to cry out and hunger, yeah. he will come. Absolutely. He will come. Absolutely. And we're seeing uh, already God moving in so many more amazing ways than we've seen in, in the last you know little while. It's yeah. just, it's like building, isn't yeah. it? It's There's momentum that's starting yeah. to happen. And we can't stop just hungry. Like I love Paul. You always yeah. say... Um, it's not business as, as usual, especially after the last two years of COVID and God yeah. has shifted our minds and shifted us into just kingdom. Like we're really just being ruthless about the king and the kingdom. Yeah. And um, it, we're not going 
to do business as usual. We're not going backwards. 100%. We're not settling down. A hundred percent, Gabby. We cannot go back. We cannot. But I also believe, you know, one of the questions is, will this revival look similar to previous revivals? I think our God is such a creative God. So there are elements, prayer, Holy Spirit, repentance, uh, the love one another, the sharing of our material goods. And we've seen a lot of this forced upon us because of COVID, that we're loving and helping. But I am excited that this current revival we've started, and you know, I think we've started it, Gabby. I think we are in the embryonic stage of it, uh, will have uh, similar elements to the past. But I, and I don't know what they are, I think we're going to see some brand new elements that is going to be kind of the word peculiar to Australia. Yeah. Um, the great wow. Smith Wigglesworth yes. said that one of the late, late, last, last great revivals will come out of Australia mm. and it'll look different. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited about that to say, okay, God, but we are hungry for that. We are expecting the different. We're expecting the new. But what it looks like, I don't think that has been revealed to us in full full glory yet. No, no. And I felt the Holy Spirit a while back say the same to me. It's coming, but it will look different, but you'll know it when you see it. There'll be elements that we go, You'll know it when you see it. We'll know this is it. This is it. Uh, But yeah, we don't want to limit what God can do. Uh, We don't want to be... Uh, walking away from a move of God because it doesn't look like something we've we've created in our minds because of past revivals and so yeah let's let go of those boxes let's not contain we cannot contain God anyway yeah. let's be open and expectant and hungry and listen for the witness of the Holy Spirit when it happens because it may look quite different yeah. to what we thought I I love that I I personally I think it will look so different. Because we can't, we, 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 if we can't understand it, yeah. then we box it. Yes. But God's so much bigger. So much bigger. And He wants so much more to us. And so, my encouragement, and the sadness was when we, during the, the, the four and a half, five years of Toronto Blessing, so many people at the time rejected it because it yes. didn't fit in to our religious theology. Exactly. And I would, I, I hope that our listeners would say, Lord, whatever it looks like. Yes. Um, I, I, I think it goes like this. God offends the mind yes. to release the heart. Yeah. So sometimes we'll be offended by yes. what we see because we can't comprehend it. But don't deny it as not being from the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Very good. That's a good word right there. Yes. Amen. Very good. So why then do we need revival? Why do people need to be revived? Why? I know some people have asked me, well, why does the church keep going in and out of revivals? Why do we need this revival what's its purpose i think i think historically we've seen if you look at the great awakenings if you look at some of the greatest moves of god and i remember talking to say alan walker he's a an indigenous revivalist and and this is name dropping but he prophesied over monica and i three years ago anointed us with oil and he said this we, there's an intensity during the peak of revival yeah. and, and we cannot sustain that. And God gives it to us to reawaken the church. 
So what God's doing right now is, and what COVID has done, Mm. I think it's been a good thing, Gabby, that a a kind of a layer has been removed from the church, Mm. exposed the heart. So we are now vulnerable again and dependent to the Holy Spirit. And so what we see is that God allows the church to reawaken our love affair with Jesus. It's always about Jesus. And then it affects our impact in society. And then it's up to us how we run with it. Yeah. Like the 1904 Azusa Street or, or the Welsh Revival. They, they, they did have an end period, yeah. but it was never to do with God. Yeah, that's right. It was never. He would have just, you know, God said, I'll run with you as long as you want to run with me. Yeah, yeah. The issue is us because we get complacent. And so I think this last one, now I have to be careful of theology, but I think this last one will be a herald to the re- return of the king. Mm. Uh, we don't know when he comes. We don't know when Jesus comes back. But there's enough historically and biblically to say it's time. This revival will prepare the return of the Lord. And this one will look different because he's coming back. Wow. So anyway, wow. I don't, I don't build a theology on that one. <laughs> wow, wow. But exciting times. That's amazing. Yes. No, very good, very good. I love that. So you've spoken about what the marks of revival are, but when the Holy Spirit does move, you did say this, when he moves in power like that and revival yep. happens and the, the church is awakened and it, it starts to look a little bit like it's, it's a lot out of our box and out of our control, yes. so to speak, which is a good thing, but it can look messy and it can seem wild and it can be unpredictable. How how do you navigate that? Like, how, what do you do with that? Um, yeah. And even as a leader, how do you help steward that? You know, one of the sad stories, or one of the stories that we learned from during the 94 Toronto blessing yeah. um, was that a lot of churches shut us down. Yeah. And a lot of, and we had police on the doorstep every, every week. Really? Because, you know, there were buses and busloads. And so we were trying to understand what God was doing, let alone teach it to other people. Exactly. I mean, we had people like Greg Beach, Reverend Greg Beach, who just got before the Father every morning and said, God, show me what to tell the people wow. this is. Yes. And we were learning on, 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 the, on, the, on, the, on the job, you <laughs> on know. The go, yeah. And so it will look messy. Yeah. Um, and we look, if you look at Scripture, mm-hmm. if you look what, how God intervened in Scripture, yeah. it always, you know, it's like a rushing wind. You know, we look in the book of Acts, you know, Sir Alan Walker talks about crying out to God one morning. There was no wind mm. and he was in the bush in, in, in Alice Springs. And all of a sudden, every leaf came off green, the trees, green leaves never come off trees. Yes. The, the wind blew and the Holy Spirit says, this is how I'll do it. The leaves will fall. It's messy. And so what we need to do is just say, God, help me understand. Walk with yeah. me. And so one of the greatest things about revival, he never contradicts the word of God. Mm. Revival will never contradict and will never contradict the character of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But the expression of it, yes. the manifestation exactly. of it, will, will, will push us to a place that we are uncomfortable. Yes, very good. Um, but that's what Jesus does. He is the rock of that's offense. Right. And yes. so if he's the rock of offense, revival will be even stronger than that. And so what we need to do is say, God, you know, the centurion, I believe, help my unbelief. To be yeah. humble, yeah. say, God, I want to receive this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love humility. It just attracts his presence, doesn't it? 
Yeah. Absolutely, oh, Gabby. So, Spot on. So good. Like uh, so many times you read in the book of Acts that when God moved powerfully, the people were amazed and perplexed. Like it was yeah. amazed and perplexed. Like they're shocked and yet amazed. And they, it, yeah, there's, there's all the reactions are going to happen. And uh, yeah, we, we just have to trust him in the yeah. process. And I think I was just, as you're speaking, thinking, are we going to fear him more than we fear man? Or are we going to fear man spot over on. God? And so even as a leadership team, we're always saying every Sunday morning when we pray or during the week when we pray, it's like, how do we steward this well? We want to steward what the Holy Spirit is doing. And so we're, we're learning together how to lean in, to watch, to, to steward presence uh, and, and honor God in it and make room for him. And not be fear driven or yeah. wanting to control because of, and usually there's the root of fear that comes in. I think you've him. nailed it, Gabby. I think that's exactly, you've nailed it. Do you fear the, you know, the, 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 the presence of God? Do you fear, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of yeah. wisdom or do you fear man? Yeah. And, I, and historically, great moves of God um, come to a premature ending because of the fear of man. Or we take control. We control. That's it. And, uh, and my prayer for this move of God that we've entered into now is to say, God, let thy will be done. Amen. And to, be, yeah. and, and to treasure. The, I think one of the key things, elements of, of revival is that we are so preoccupied with the holiness of the Holy Spirit yeah. that we treat him with such honor. Yes. Such reverence. Yeah. He lo- Jesus loves when we reverence ourselves before the Holy Spirit. Jesus yeah. loves that. Yeah. And he, Jesus responds to that. He gives more when we reverence ourselves to the holiness of the Spirit. Yeah. I love how it works because, yeah, absolutely, he, he gives more. And, and the more that the Holy Spirit, we make room and allow him, the more he then reveals Jesus and the Father. And yeah. it's like the encounters of presence, it just it changes everything. You know, like it's like that song when he walks into the room. And yes, we know he's here, but... But when he comes with that manifest presence in that degree, when he walks, everything changes. Absolutely. Everything changes. And you would have seen you know, radical just changes yes. that happened without even people probably laying hands on somebody. And absolutely. I mean, back to, you know, say Alan Walker. He would go in indigenous communities and there were pockets of women on the floor crying out to God. And he said, I've seen some of the most amazing moves of God because they were expectant that God would come. Wow. There was no church building, no worship, yes. just a whole bunch of women, women elders, Auntie Jan and Auntie yeah, yeah. whatever, and God showed up in power. You know why? There was an expectation for the presence of the Spirit. Wow. And, uh, and that's our prayer right now, is that we know it's coming. We know that we are, we've started this. We can't see all the picture, but let us be expecting every Sunday yeah. that, you know, and I've shared these stories with you. I keep on, keep on having these dreams that ambulances are going to park oh, in front of our buildings and they're bringing in dead babies or wow, dead people in the middle on, of, of a building. And we just, not Ooh, business as usual, no. we, we just minister and they walk out alive. Yeah. Know? So that's what we pray for. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. So how are we positioning ourselves, like those, those elders, those, how do we position even ourselves that, you know, not just as a leadership, even not just... I mean, church is beautiful and we position ourselves here, but yeah. it sort of starts, we've got to take it a few steps back and it starts in the secret place. or It starts in the you know, secret place. What, what is your hunger? How is your hunger expressed is probably what I'm trying to say. Are we on our knees crying out? Are we living in that place of, of reverential awe and holiness, you know, matters in our 
private lives? Are we gathering with others to cry out for the more? Are we, you know, yeah. the positioning like in the upper room, I think positioning our hearts yeah. and our posture and our expectation, putting our hunger on display so that the suddenly of God can break in. A hundred percent. I never forget this, Gabby, in response to that. Yeah. Greg Beach said to us, and I reference him because I think he led that move of God in Australia, and he's one of our generals. But he said to us as a leadership, and I was straight out of Morling College, the Baptist College, yeah, he yeah. said, how, how do we prepare? What do we do? He said, if he came tomorrow, you knew that Jesus was coming tomorrow, what would you do different? Wow. That is how I want us as an eldership, as a leadership and as a church, to cultivate this presence of God. Every day, he's physically going to walk in the room yes. tomorrow. So every day we were prepared. I'm going to encounter Jesus tomorrow. And I think that's one of the way we prepare. It's powerful. Yeah. It's powerful that every day he could come, physically have an encounter yes. with the living God, and said, then live out of that. Whoa, and, and, that's, it trans- that's... And, and it really impacted us. That actually shifts everything, doesn't it? <laughs> and we should live like that, but we don't always. And if we, I don't. No, no, but it's such a good reminder and a wake-up call to, to yeah. just live with that you know, every day. Like Absolutely, you said. Gabby. How, how are yeah. we, how, what would we do? And I different? think, Gabby, you have been uh, instrumental in this season. Us, but also in your school of faith and what you're doing to raise the expectation and, and the thirst and the hunger for the presence of God. So well done. Oh, thank but you. It, there's yeah, more. There's, there's more. more and it's but, all of but, us. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's funny. It's, it's only until you're thirsty that you know how much you need a, a glass of water, isn't it? It's true. And, you're, and part of what God's called you is, is that to realize, hold on a minute, I'm thirsty. I'm yeah. hungry. Yeah. So well done. Yeah, yeah. And whatever it takes, you, you're going to, yeah. regardless, you know, go yeah. after that that more Absolutely. and not change the subject. And yeah. I'm just so blessed to have you and to have a team around us that are all, we're, we're hungering and thirsting yeah. just like together. Yeah. You know, and we're, we're getting hungrier and thirstier together. Yeah. And it, it's exciting to see that God is, is. is meeting that. Yeah. He's coming in beautiful ways, yeah. beautiful ways and, and awakening our church context here in Melbourne yeah. Lights Church, but yeah. I know he's doing it in the church mm. and we see what he's starting to do yeah. and the rumblings of your, of revival that you've said. You know, the rumblings of revival are happening. Yeah. Put your ear to the ground or you can feel the vibrations because they're, they're happening. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's exciting to be in a church that, that we're starting to see it, not just yeah. with the ones or twos or the crazy and the wild Holy yeah. Spirit ones or the ones like us who have lived and loved revival and lived through some yeah. of the revivals, but... but the rest of the church are starting to catch it. They're yeah. starting to get it. And Absolutely. Holy Spirit is coming and moving. Yeah. Uh, it's so beautiful yeah. to see that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, a couple more questions. Uh, and then I'm sure we're just about out of time. So exciting, this topic. We could talk forever on it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so what, what are these, some of the costs of revival that you could think to say? Like we talked a little bit about positioning, preparation, uh, often when we say yes to God, there's a cost, but we, why, why shouldn't it, you know, like, I think you mentioned it even on Sunday, I'm not going to bring God something, an offering that costs me nothing. What are some of the costs that we should be aware of or prepared for in revival um, or to see revival come? Very good question. Let me think of a couple of R's. Rejection. Yes. Rejection yeah. from people who will dismiss this as pure emotionalism or manipulation. So, so how do you keep your heart in that? How do you not get you, offended? Or you hurt? love the bride. Yeah. You never, no matter what comes our way, 
people will reject this yeah. as not being a move of God because yeah. simply because of fear. Yes. And so God has not given us a fear. But for those who don't understand it, our heart is to stay humble and love them and not turn on the bride. Nothing is more important to Jesus than his bride. He gave his life for it. Yes. And so if, when the move of God comes, there, there will be people who will reject it. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, uh, there were some people who then will rebel yeah. against it. Yeah, They'll right. reject it. And then some people who will rebel and, and actually go the opposite way. Yes. You know, they'll harden their hearts. Mm. You know, God hardened Moses' heart. Mm. He hardened it. Mm. You know, Moses, you know, and, and so we have to be prepared for that. Um, uh, and sometimes that will be members of our family. They'll yeah. reject and rebel. Yeah, that's and some it. of it will be personal. It'll be, it'll, not it'll just be, against the church, but you and, might... And it will be personal. In fact, yeah. somebody Painful. just prophesied, uh, I had a big decision to make recently with my family, but I, I kind of laid it down because of our desire for, 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 for revival in Australia. Yes. And they said, you will, you will experience uh, you know, some of the pain of that. And historically, a lot of, I think all of the revivalists that I can think historically went through seasons of absolute rejection and pain. And, and so, but the key of that is that this is also the enemy. Don't attack the bride. Don't attack the person. And be focused on what God's called at us and say, well, and, and what, what we must not do in revival is have pride in our hearts. Well, we are doing it. And if you reject it, then it's beyond to you. Yeah. We just or have to be keep no. or better than you. Keep on no. doing it. Yeah. And I believe too that it, it'll look different yes. in our context. Yeah. Even through Melbourne Lights, going to look so so special. So those are just some of the things. It will yeah. come with a position. And the enemy, Gabby, you know this. The enemy is not going to sit back and go, oh yes, he's a just a revival. I'm happy. He will throw. Everything. He'll attack leaders. He'll yep. try to divide the leadership. He'll bring disunity. He'll attack finances. He'll bring immorality in the church. He'll bring yeah. false prophets in the church. Yes, That's one wow. of the things that we noticed. Really? To really? When we put our guard down a little bit, yes. and uh, we, we were privileged to have one of the greatest prophetic voices gone to be with the Father right now, but he walked in the room and he said, you have two false prophets in the place. Wow. Two men okay. had came in to our church, yeah. two yeah. blokes, and we thought that we were the best thing ever. He said, get rid of them now. That Sunday morning, we had to publicly denounce them. Really? And, 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 and the church went, how could you do this? But we then uncovered some incredibly immoral, horrible things in the life of these people. And we went blindsided. Yeah, we, yeah. You know, how it happened anyhow. Yeah, yeah. But so those are things that we have to be careful of. Uh, yeah. What sheep in... Wolves yeah, in sheep clothing. Thank you. That one there. Yes, and the Bible says, doesn't it? Be sober-minded. Be alert. Be watching for your for the enemy. The devil is is he's he's mm. isn't he? He's prowling. He's looking for whom he can devour, yeah. and that goes for individuals, for families, for churches. And absolutely. he's looking. So not to be afraid, but to be absolutely yeah. like alert and sober-minded yeah. and watching. And I, that's why I love working in team. I love that you had someone come yeah. in who could bring. Uh, that insight, that revelation to what was happening, and we we we're very blessed here because we work work in team, we yeah. walk in team in this context, and you guys are part of the wider team, NCMI, yeah. and so we have perspective, and we have we want to be inviting that, don't we? And yeah. be watching and sober minded, just absolutely. Yeah, yeah, there's an absolutely. enemy who would love to shut then, this and, down. Absolutely, and the greatest thing about the enemy, you know, we know in Revelations it says that the the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Mm. And so false prophecy will always turn 
away from testifying of Jesus. Yeah, right. Always. Yeah. yeah. And what yes. we didn't see in that Very occasion good. I just said, yeah. that somehow they, you know, they, they had all the right language, mm. but it wasn't the testimony of Jesus. Wow. And, wow. and we, 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 we bought it, hook, line, and sink. You know? And so we had to repent to the church. We, went, we missed this one. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things we will guard as a church is the testimony of Jesus. Very good. Yeah, so. Very important. Awesome. All right. So just to finish up, yeah. what do you prophetically sense or feel that God is doing in our midst in this church, wow. and maybe it could be the Church of Melbourne, but start with Melbourne Lights Church yeah. uh, right now, and um, maybe then we'll just move into you prophesying, <laughs> prophetically <laughs> Thank declare you. that. And, Thank and you, my dear friend. That'd be great. What What do we sense? What you do know, we because sense we sense or it see together. Or feel. Yeah. Okay. I think. I think. I. I. I feel an increase of the more and the hunger and the thirst after righteousness of Jesus. Yeah. Right. And so these are the things that are bringing in this, this, this kind of, they are conduits to revival. We, as an eldership, repented last year, year before in the upper room. Yes. That, for me, was a door open. Yeah. And then we decided to walk through that door. And then we decided to be radical Jesus and to be radically disciples of Jesus. And then we increased our prayer meetings. Our pray, we have an 80% attendance usually at our That's prayer meetings. Prayer and these are, these are powerful prayer meetings. We've seen kids prophesy. We saw a, a young man who, who struggles with you know, spectrum disorder, whatever it is, who gave one of the most eloquent prophetic words. Yes, incredible. Incredible. These are all precursors to revival. We've seen God cleaning his house up. Yeah. You know, we've been called as a leadership to step in and clean some stuff up. Mm. It's uncomfortable. Mm. You, know, you and I are on the same eldership mm. team. And so we've had to bring some of the disciplines of God. Yeah. And we hate that. Yeah. But these, God says, if you will not do it, I cannot bring revival yeah. because he will not prostitute the anointing. And so we've yeah. seen that, that us being obedient and, and working in team, preferring one another, loving one another, yes. not competing with one another, exactly. having this multi-generational thing um, and, and, and not getting caught up in the politics of recent, uh, the last two years with, yeah. with all this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all of these to stay humble, we've walked humbly before the Lord. I think these are all things that, that attract the presence of the dove. Mm. The dove will never land where there is mess and noise. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Pigeons will. Pigeons come and make mess. They'll poo-poo everywhere. But the dove <laughs> that symbolizes spirit will come where there is peace, where there's unity and there's no mess. Mm. And that's why we're seeing the, the, the dove land in our midst. He's mm. in our midst. Every meeting that we have, we see the dove come in. And enjoy, we enjoy his presence. We cultivate. We want him to come. He's not fidgety. Yes. He's not, I have to leave this place. He's yeah. welcomed and he's honored. And I think uh, repentance, we've seen yeah. a lot. I said that, repentance, yeah. holiness, yeah. calling people up. Yeah. We never Very expose good. people. No. And some people have walked. Some dear people that we love have walked. Yep. We've, we've given them every opportunity, but we value not offending the king, but offending man. Yeah. And I think yeah. when he sees that we are prepared, that we will not offend our king, yes. but we are prepared to offend man for the sake of the gospel, then he comes in power. Mm. And that's what I'm, I'm seeing right now. Uh, and I see the multi-generations people, uh, the, nations, the nations, the nations again. Come on. That, that it's not about Melbourne, it's not about Victoria or Australia, yeah. but we, we're always birthed as a church for the nations. Absolutely. And, and so yeah. we, we, 
cultivate what he's doing here so we can bring it out to the nation so we can come back and bring so it to good. more nations so. yeah so good so what do you uh what can you yeah i prophetically not just sense but can you what can you can you prophesy no, not yeah. what can you can you <laughs> prophesy i mean the whole thing i was thinking in regards yeah. to revival in mm. not just us now but the wider church yeah. uh but yeah. maybe just however you feel led yeah. just make some prophetic sure. sort of declarations and then pray sure. for us that sure. would be great now what i sense the lord speaking right now is into the valley of dry bones from ezekiel 37 and he's bringing a new spirit and a new heart and he says i will not prostitute my anointing with foreign gods, I will not compromise with the gods that we've made it, but I'm bringing my holiness. I sense the Lord say, I'm bringing my holiness back to the church. I'm bringing discipleship back to the church. I'm bringing the authority of the word of God back to the church. I'm bringing a, a preferential treatment of one another back to the church. I see a group of people, a group of men and women from all cultures, all nations, all color skin, who are united by a, 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 an uncompromising love for the presence, the power, and the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. I see the, uh, a return to the Davidic covenant of worship, of not just singing songs on a screen, but I see, I, I see the Lord returning to us these, these hours and hours and hours of worship and prayer and, and the travail of prayer. I feel the Lord says, I, 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 I'm calling a people who will travail in prayer, of crying out to God, who will love one another, that will love the broken, that will love the aliens, that will love, that they will love one another. There will be such a sense of unity in the church, says the Lord. And I see the doors of the church being opened, not just on Sunday, but, but the doors of the church will be open during the week. And I see people queuing up. I see people queuing up for healing and deliverance and ministries. I feel the Lord says, I'm going to bring an answer into domestic violence, says the Lord, in domestic violence and suicide that it's, that's inherent in the land of Australia. I'm going to bring ancestral worship to its knees. I'm going to, I feel the Lord says, I'm going to break ancestral worship. I'm going to bring this suicide that, that sacrifices. Babies have been sacrificed through abortion, uh, been sacrificed to, 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 the God, to the God of death, to death. And I feel that there's going to be a season where the nation is going to stop in domestic violence that leads to death. I'm going to see that there's going to be an authority back in the home of women and men loving God and being priests in the home. But I see that there's thirst and hunger for righteousness that we will not compromise and we will not be shut down. I feel the Lord says the church has allowed itself to be shut down. But I'm bringing a trumpet, a golden trumpet. I see a picture of God bringing from heaven and bringing in a golden scepter, a golden trumpet. And it's, it's pure gold. I feel that people, when they hear the sound, it will be unmistakably clear. I feel that the sound of this revival will be unmistakably clear, says the Lord. And the nations will hear people from different um, uh, languages and, 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 and nationalities, but they will all understand it. When the trumpet is played, the prophetic trumpet is played, every nation will bow. Every nation will bow. Churches will bow. And the Lord says, either you're in or you're out. There will be, I felt the Lord would say there's no demilitarized zone. There will be such a clarity that the line will be marked and there's going to be a, a generations of new generations of radical women and men after the heart of God. They will not compromise uh, with sexuality. They will not compromise with finances. They will not compromise with the ways of this world. 
but they will be radically pursuing the, the presence of Jesus and they will transform and they'll turn the world upside down. I felt, I felt that, that churches that have gone dormant, churches that have experienced revival will once again get on their knees. There are pockets of small little churches, even now, starting together right around our nation. And it started in Canberra, but it's going to just pockets of prayer. And churches are going to join with churches and churches are going to join with other denominations simply to pray for revival. I, I see open fields, football grounds that are going to start and having just 24-hour meetings of prayer and worship, prayer and worship. We're going to lay down our agendas and our theology and it's going to be a radical time in Australia for worship. Um, we will, it won't be built on superheroes. It will be, we'll be built on common men and women going to the microphone, young men and women who will cry out to God. And God says right now, I will pour out my spirit. A great awakening is coming very soon. Prepare the bride for the return of the Lord. I believe these are the things that God is saying in this season. Woo! Wow! <laughs> Come on! That's amazing. Amen. We say yes and amen. We say yes and amen. Oh, thank you, Paul. That was just powerful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing and for what you've spoken. And we just partner with you. We say yes. We surrender and we say yes. Whatever it looks like, we surrender our agenda and we say yes to your will your way and thank you lord that it's coming soon i hope you guys have been really stirred excited for the more i hope you you are, are just excited to get with jesus and to cry out and if you're not hungry ask holy spirit to make you hungry uh, you get to be a part of this you, we, we do this together and we're invited into one of the most exciting moves that we've ever seen i believe and so um thank you paul thank you so much for all you've just shared mm all you've poured out and that prophetic word. I know there was a weightiness to that. There really was, and I'm glad it's recorded. I'm going to listen back to that. And I'd encourage you guys to do the same and share this, share this around, share this around. Uh, so bless you. Thank you. We are out of time. Uh, but if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our podcasts. You can follow us at Melbourne Lights Church as well on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And um, so, yeah, thank you so much. Great to have you with us again. And we'll be back to continue this amazing series uh, shortly. So bless you and bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.